Hey, you fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 142. 142. One day, I shall come back. Oh, dear. We are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with light. Purple, green, brilliant yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Howdy, howdy, do who fans? We're at episode 142. Thank you very much for joining. Hope you've had a cracking week. And that you've managed to do Summit Doctor Who related. Oxygen. <gasps> yeah. Who went back to being alien-esque. Mm, in did, space. Yeah, lots of corridors, atmosphere, creepy stuff going on. Yeah. yeah our, our review will be up. In a matter of minutes. Well, probably about half an hour. I was going to say, yeah, probably about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. but... <laughs> Stick with us, because that's coming. We've also got quite a bit of news to get through. Lots of rumour and Chinese whispers and talk mm. launching around the internet at the moment. Yes. One of them Lots was of confirmed. things leaking. Leakage, <laughs> yes. One of them was confirmed, which we'll speak about. Which is fairly interesting, but understandable. Then we've got some other new stuff. No merch this week. No. Keep that Dalek out. What's he called? I've forgotten. What's his name? We haven't named him yet. Haven't we? No. Maybe maybe our listeners can name him. Yeah. Give our our Dalek a name. Our merch Dalek. Yeah, let us know what he should be called. He's not looking... I keep saying he. It's not very... It could be a... It's not a he or a she, is it? It's an it. An it. Yeah. It is stuck out in the rain right now. Looking Mm -hmm. very, very upset. I'm not surprised it's pouring down out there. It, it actually is. is. It couldn't be a more uh, grey, wet morning out there. It's a bit bleak. Yeah. Good job we're inside. Keeps complaining of rust and all sorts. I don't really care. Rusty. Ah, no, it's already a Dalek called Rusty. Yeah, they've already had one. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll stick that out to our listeners. Name name our merch, Dalek. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send you a couple of bits. Whoever, whoever we pick out as the, the coolest name. A packet of jelly babies. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if they're fortunate enough. <laughs> if they don't get lost in the post. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, mate? Anything? Um, not great deal, no. No. Um, it's been quiet, hasn't it? It has been Perhaps quiet, yeah, this this week. Yeah, I, I got one little package through. I got um, the rest of the Mr. Men books. You know, I got a couple, but mm. a couple were out of stock. And I got the Doctor First arrived the other day, so I've now oh, got yeah. the four that have been released. Uh, did you pick them up in the end? Not yet, no. Okay, because I know you really liked Doctor First, didn't yes. you? That was the one that caught your eye. I have to say, um, mm-hmm. I, I flicked through all four, and they 
they are brilliant. Um, I think some people have said, oh, I don't get it. Like, what's why? I don't know if it's like an age thing because we're similar age, aren't we? Well, I mean, we grew up with the Mr. Men and I've mm -hmm. always loved the Mr. Men. So for me, I think it's a fantastic crossover. Um, and you pointed out the little bits like the little worm in the ground and stuff like that that was in the original that That's they've right. got in this. It's just little things like that. And uh, yeah, I got to tell you, I absolutely love these books. I can't wait for the rest of them. Um, I know you pointed out they haven't done the 10th Doctor one yet, but I'm sure he's coming. But yeah, yeah it's just lovely. I just got them. I got them from FP um, and they arrived signed by Adam Hargreaves, who's the son of Roger Hargreaves, oh, who yeah. actually did yep. the originals. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really nice. So they're not nicely signed inside. That's why I said I flicked through them because I was so careful. I sort of don't want to, because they're signed, I'm sort of reading them just half open. I don't want to sort of bend the spine or anything because they're, they're really lovely, actually. So that's the only thing I've had this week. It's been quite, yeah, quite a light week. Good for the wallet, though, eh? <laughs> well, that's a bonus, at least. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. 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 So my wallet's taken a a deep breath <laughs> um, but so yeah so that's me mate not a lot but i did see that you managed to go to an fp that you, i don't think you've been to before have you no i, I, know, I saw I, your picture oh yeah sorry i had been to it before but very briefly all oh, right okay yeah so i was up in liverpool because me and um me and me and a fan were doing um uh, a charity run up there something called the run for the 96 which was um uh you know the hillsborough disaster years back Yes. You know, it's like it was. It, it's um, it's a run to sort of um, to commemorate that stuff and raise money for those guys. So we were up there on doing it on a Sunday and on a Saturday, as I normally do when we visit anywhere. I'm just have a quick Google: is there a mm. Forbidden Planet dot com <laughs> or international knocking about? So I found this one, and I would say I mean, it's not a very big Forbidden Planet in Liverpool, but they have got a, quite a sizable Who section. Was it an Was it an international or the other one? No, it was the rocket ship one. Oh, it's the rocket ship one. Oh, okay, because yeah. I was um, I love it when <clears throat> people post pictures. <clears throat> excuse me, of like shops because the first thing I do is zoom in mm -hmm. and try and work out what they've got on the shelves. So that's the first thing I did when you posted it. It's like, oh, what have they got? They got <laughs> little. They got a few T-shirts, yes, and uh, yeah. loads of books and stuff. And yeah, looks looks like they had a fair few bits in there. Did mm. you did you pick anything up? I did not. Oh no, purely because I just didn't fancy anything there. Because when I say they had a sizable section, they did, and I would, hmm, I would go as far as to say that it's probably slightly bigger than what the London Mega Store have got happening right now. Yeah, in terms of who, because they've really whittled their section down a lot. The, the yeah, Mega Store, gone. yeah, yeah. So um, there was just not. I mean, they had you know plenty of figures there and books and uh, and, and DVDs and T-shirts and stuff, but it just wasn't. That's not their fault, though. I, I just think there isn't anything from the Beeb recently that's, um, you know, it's really slowed down the output of, of merch, hasn't it, from... Definitely. Well, that's yeah. a bit less why our Dalek friends um, outside in the rain, because there just isn't that much, you know. There's there's T-shirts and stuff banging around and the comics and that, but there isn't anything... Yeah, it's not... There's not a lot of merch out there compared to what we used to get um, in terms of figures and things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I used to really enjoy... This is going back maybe... Well, it was only a couple of years ago, I would say really enjoyed heading into into london going to the forbidden planet mega store and picking up at least half a dozen uh pieces of doctor who merch that i hadn't seen before mm, yeah i know what you mean but yeah. you won't get that now it's um the, the most you get is like i don't know yeah like you say there's a few t-shirts that they still bring out now and then and there's a there's steady lots of stream books, of books. Isn't there? yeah there's a stream yeah. of books which is okay but you know so yeah liverpool it was cool um they had um 
yeah, a fairly decent size there. Uh, and it seems to be really uh, sort of inconsistent with the Who ranges for Out Forbidden Planet. So if you go into the mega store in London, or I think there's another mega store that opened recently, I think the Newcastle branch, they refurb that. That's now a mega store. But they've got a very small Who section in there. Yeah. You know, but if you go into somewhere like um, uh, the Brighton one or the Liverpool one, it's got a fairly decent sized section. And then surprisingly, if you go into FB International in Cardiff, they've got a tiny little Who section. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Upstairs, buried away. Yeah, I must admit, I was like um, so excited when I found the one in Cardiff because mm-hmm. I was expecting it to have loads. And then went upstairs. I think it's upstairs, yeah. And there's just nothing in there, is there? There's like a few. It's like that Clara bobblehead, about a thousand of them, all at one reduced to one ninety nine. And uh, and that was about it. I was yeah. like, no, surely Cardiff. Maybe it's because all the Doctor Who fans have have bought it all. I don't know, but yeah, it was disappointing. Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, plenty of drashig. Uh, about. <laughs> I can't believe they still got so many of it. It's a nine ninety nine as well. They I can believe it. it. I yeah, can believe can. it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I can yeah. absolutely see why they've got loads left because they're. <laughs> I did. I, I did have to laugh because um, <laughs> Big Finish just announced the titles for their fourth Doctor range, <laughs> didn't they? Coming up in oh, when is it? It's just like ages off. Twenty nineteen. January twenty nineteen. This one. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw it on there. And I thought I'm just going to see if Gary mentions it because <laughs> one of them that's coming out is that uh, what's it called? Planet of the, something of the Drash. Planet of the Drashigs. Planet of the Drashigs. So they're coming back. On yeah. big finish and a bit like you, I was thinking because I I know you don't like the drashigs, but I like them, and I was thinking, but how are they going to do that? Because they just make that noise. <laughs> but then again, as you pointed out, they did a fairly decent job with the weeping angels that don't make a noise. So true. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, but we'll have to wait a couple of years. Twenty nineteen. Well, they like to plan ahead, don't they? They do, don't they? It's good yeah. to know we'll still be getting you know fourth Doctor adventures all the way to 2019 there that's cool that's very cool yeah yeah bloody yeah. trash eggs i know how is that anyway how is that going to work i don't know but i don't know be interesting yeah so i'm uh, fairly quite weak other than that i haven't really done much uh in the run-up to us recording this um i've obviously watched oxygen a couple of times uh, i haven't watched any classic who in a while I've just been wrapped up in new doctor who and capaldi and and stuff no that's a good point i haven't yeah. either actually um yeah, not for any reason, just like you, I've been quite wrapped up in Series 10 and uh, and a bit of big finish in that. So, no, I haven't watched a classic for a while. In fact, I was just saying to you, I was supposed to be going out this afternoon, but it is so horrifically bad in terms of weather today. I might use that as an excuse to just stay in and watch some classic here because I haven't watched a classic for a while. That sounds um, great to me. Yes, it does. Yeah, I might do that. Mm, which one, though? Love going to the shelf, don't you? The classic shelf. Oh, it's awesome. Which yeah. one? Yeah. You can, there, are some, there are times where you can spend more time. There have been more than one occasion where my wife has come into our, to our living room and found me sitting there cross-legged in front of our DVD tower shelf thing. Yeah. And what are you, t- what are you doing down there? So, well, my legs are aching because I've stood up for about 20 minutes trying to decide what to watch. So now I'm yeah. sitting down. It can be real. Yeah, it, the struggle is real. It is because sometimes <laughs> I think now, do I want to watch one that I know I love? Yeah. You know, yeah. like a classic. Or do I want to go rogue and, and pick one <laughs> that perhaps I didn't like, but maybe this time, you know, I'll like it. So a bit like the Sunmakers. You remember, didn't like that one at all. And then we did it and I thought, I actually quite like that. Yeah, it's so it's, it's, sometimes yeah. it's just it's good to throw in a curveball and maybe 
pick one that you think's awful, but you never know. You might be in the mood for it. Yes. Mm. We might. I am slightly jealous of you, actually, because, and I do often think this, one of the things I loved about the podcast when you started, but um, I love the fact that there's still a couple of classics out there you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm jealous of that because I'd love I'd love it if there was like one or two that were still out there for me to get. Do you know what I mean? Because it'd be like watching New Who, isn't it? It's like you've still got <laughs> adventures you, you haven't. And I'm kind of jealous of that because... Yeah, the end. The closest I can get to it is if I haven't watched one for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. or if it's one that I didn't like and perhaps really switched off when I watched it, and then when I watch it again, um, you know, I've paid attention if we're reviewing it, right, and I've right. loved it. So that's the closest I can get to sort of having a classic that I haven't sort of seen. So I'm kind of jealous. There's still a couple, <laughs> isn't there, that you you've got to come that will be completely fresh and new to you. Yeah, I was looking at that the other week actually. How what I've got left to do, and I think. I think I've got all of um, Davison and McCoy, and obviously yeah. Baker, um, all of Troutons. I think well, I think I've got about eighty percent, eighty-five percent. Yeah. So there's still a, a chunk there that I need to to pick up and see. A few of those I've seen online, but there's still a chunk that I need to to get through. So it is a good feeling. It's great to to know that there's fresh classic who. Yeah, and I think it's quite cool for, it's a bit like when I watch the Who Addicts live streams when they're watching a classic and very often Liv, who's part of that group, she very often hasn't seen them. Mm -hmm. And it's quite exciting if you love a story and thinking, oh, they're seeing it for the first time. (laughs) And uh, for example, recently they watched The City of Death and of course, we're all telling Liv how good it is. We're like, oh, The City of Death is is a gem. It's a classic. You're going to love it. And she just didn't like it. And it was, and then it's that thing of you like, oh no, but, but you must like it because we all love it. And oh, why don't, why don't you like it? And it's like, it's always gutting if you love something and somebody, it doesn't. But it's also really cool to be sort of experiencing somebody watching something for the first time that you, you know, you think is good. So, yeah. So yeah, you still got a couple of little adventures, haven't you? to watch i sometimes think of ones and i there's one that's uh in the back of my mind like when we're doing the schedule so when we when we finish reviewing series 10 we'll start getting back into the classics um every fortnight and uh, i was sort of already thinking now what could we what could we put on the schedule and there's a couple that i'm sort of really interested to see your Mm -hmm. reaction to one of those i don't know if you've seen this one is megalos the fourth Doctor one, okay. where he turns into yep. a cactus. I can't remember if you've seen that, but yeah, that's one the... of the ones. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty divisive story. And I keep thinking, yeah, that might have to go on there at some point because I'm quite keen to hear your thoughts on that one. So, yeah, but it's it's, it's all good. It's, it's all very exciting. Indeed. I can't wait. Yeah, to, yeah there's a few I need to crack There on are with, a few like that yeah. that you sort of think, now what, what will Gary make of a fourth Doctor cactus crossover <laughs> you know it's um yeah we haven't got any classic coup on our uh, plan until obviously series 10 is done and that's not till that's the right. second week of july so mm. first week of july the doctor falls the the uh the last episode of series 10 and then we're on to then we'll be into a classic won't we yeah we mm. will be so, yeah bit of a wait so we might have to crack on and re-watch some of the old classics get back into the classic mood yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So, shall we land it and do some news? Yeah, let's get into the news. We have some ratings in. 
Mm. Confirmed ratings for Knock Knock. So now that the full week has passed and we've got past the overnights and all that gumph, we've now got the official stuff. And it's 21 out of 30 this week. 21. Or last week, should I say. Yeah, 21st in the list out of 30. So we do have to caveat some of this as usual and say that they list out every episode of the soaps individually. So yes. there's, there's five mm. entries for Corey, five for Emmerdale, five for EastEnders. So effectively, 15 slots are taken up by one show. So, you know, if you consolidate those, we would we would be, you know, I don't know, 16th? No, no, much higher than that. We'd be like seventh in the list or something like that. Anyway, we were 21st and we have an uh, uh, official rating of 5.73 mm-hmm. million viewers. A yep. knock knock, and I believe could be wrong, but that's up a little bit from the week before. I think it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it is. It's just slightly up, isn't it? Yes. So um, we were beaten on obviously the soaps, but we were still beaten on um, Britain's Got Talent. Um, Peter Kay's still in there. Peter Kay's car share. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, something called the 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 Durrells or the Durrells. I oh, the Durrells. Yeah, yeah, I've not watched that. I've heard of it, but yeah. And quite disapp- Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, I was going to say disappointingly. We were beaten. Sorry, by... I didn't mean to steal your thunder, but I hadn't <laughs> spotted that, and it just made me gasp. Um, yes, yeah. The Antiques Roadshow as Pips, who not by now much. That is, yeah. Now that is a bit disappointing, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Um, the funny thing is, like you said, it is it's still quite a respectable figure. It's still up on on last week, and obviously it's gained since the overnight figures. Um, but sort of the the back end of that is that this week's oxygen, um, the overnights were bad, really bad. Um, mm. They they were like the lowest overnights, I think, for a, an episode since, um, what was it? Since Ghostlight or something. I don't know, since like, it's, it's, it's like the third worst ever that Doctor Who's ever got. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, quite a shame, actually. Um, I mean, again, it will go up um, once the, uh, the rest of it's been added on. But uh, yeah, it's a shame when you see that because obviously we were on the way up and to have a, quite a big dip this week um is is quite disappointing but we'll see you know obviously next week we'll, we'll report back on the on the sort of update on that but yeah we're, we're on the way up with knock knock anyway which is good which is good yeah i think oxygen yeah overnight it's three and a half million or something yeah i can't what was the episode it was like it's, it's like the third worst lowest ever something that like that yeah 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 which is you know makes it sound really shockingly bad but again you've got to sort of put everything in context so it you know yeah. it won't be once we get the final figure yeah yeah uh, and also um i forget who it was somebody somebody involved in doc two i've forgotten who i was reading a really interesting thing that they wrote about it just saying that you know how they actually come up with these figures and and the actual reality of of what the figure is is you know in other words, take it a little bit of a pinch of salt because, uh, you know, how they actually gather this data is still very much um, questionable, uh, you know, in terms of the reality of what who's actually watching. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's still doing it's still doing well. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, next up, we have some big finish news. Yes. Some big, big finish news. Yes. And I, I thought I, I thought of you straight away. <laughs> Because I know you love the Tenth Doctor, um, so I'm sure our listeners have heard by now. Because literally, I think well, not only did the internet explode, but Big Finish's website 
completely exploded, didn't it? Like it you did. couldn't get on it for, mm-hmm. for hours. It completely crashed um, with people getting on. So um, for those of you that don't know, the 10th Doctor and Rose are back together for Big Finish in the second volume of the 10th Doctor Adventures. Uh, we actually reviewed the first volume, didn't we? We did. Uh, when it came out and yes. we reviewed it quite favorably mm-hmm. um, with um, Catherine Tate as Donna. It was a nice, nice set, very easy to get into wouldn't say it was groundbreaking but it was just good wasn't it it was, just it was a, pretty good actually. just fun. Yeah. yeah it was a nice set um i think it's great actually that we've now got the second set with rose because i think it makes it different so we'll have one with donna one with rose so i'm personally i'm really happy about this i think it's great news and particularly and i know you're going to agree with me here gary <laughs> absolutely loving the fact that um jackie is on the cover. Yes. Because I want yeah. to hear Jackie and 10 on audio. I just think, because I, I love Jackie as character mm-hmm. and I love her interaction with 10 as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this, this release. Uh, it's coming out in November, I think, isn't it? It is. Yes. You yeah. can order it now. There's two editions. You've got the normal um, standard vanilla release or you've got the limited edition one, which comes in the larger book style um, yeah. uh, case. I think I got the... Hold on, let me spin around. You must have got the book one. I'm sure you did. Yeah, so I got volume one in that special edition um, uh, set. So I'll probably order this one as well. Yes. Um, in the limited edition. I haven't ordered it yet. I don't know why. I'll have to jump on and do that. I, I love the cover. I don't know about you. I really cool. like it. It's got a nice warrior on the front. It's got some sort of pig thing. Warthog. <laughs> what is it? Warthog. A warthog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, Jackie and Rose and the TARDIS. Will see. I, I really like the cover. Great. I think it looks yeah. really nice. Yeah. It's very cool. I, was, I thought, um, I mean, obviously there was a lot of positivity towards this, but I also saw, as you'd seem to get a lot of these days, I saw a lot of people moaning. Oh, Rose is back. Oh, God. And I was thinking, what? Just be happy. This isn't, <laughs> I think this is awesome. You know, okay, I know Rose was annoying in series two. I get that. But um, <clears throat> to have them back on audio t- together, I just think it's a, a great thing to have for volume two. You know, I mean, I would, as much as I loved the Catherine Tate stuff and I would have been perfectly happy if they'd have done a volume two with her, I think it's great that we've got Rose so we've got a different companion for volume two. You know, I can't, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm glad it's out in November this year as well because Big Finish do have a habit, as we've just said, of uh, announcing these things well in advance. So when it was announced, I thought, oh, what's this going to be like, you know, January 2030 when I'm dead? You know, so <laughs> I'm glad it's uh, glad it's November uh, this year that it's coming out. So we get it quite soon. Yeah, it's really cool. And I thought that, um, I, I thought this would, I was, I was more shocked at the time that this mm. came out because I was so convinced that once volume one had been and gone, I thought, well, David Tennant is so busy it's going to be literally eight years until yeah. he's, you know, free up, you know, freed up again to, uh, yeah. to do some more. So I'm really surprised that they've, that they've already started it and it's going to be ready for, for November. So, um, it's really cool. And I have seen all of the stuff, I won't say all of it, but I've seen a, a, a bunch of tweets and so on about, you know, a lot of hating on Rose being back and so mm-hmm. on. You just got to have big finish. We could, we, you need to just, Put all your faith in Big Finish because mm. very rarely do they let you down. So um, they've got such great story writers and the, the production values are so high now that mm. it really is very, like I said, very rarely do you do they big something up and then you get it and then it's it's, it's a failure or it doesn't it's not very good. So just have some faith in in Big Finish to 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 write Rose very well. You know, really 
you know, good Doctor Companion story. So yeah, and also go. you, it will be cool. And you say about David Tennant as well. I mean, he is a busy guy. Let's not let's not um, be around the bush. But he is the man, isn't he? he he's obviously such a fan. I mean, he's uh, you know, he's it's great that he's just so involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the fact that he's made time to do it, and he's clearly wants to do it because let's face it. He doesn't have to. It's not like he needs to do this. Do you know what I mean? He, oh, he just not. clearly yeah. wants to. And I think that will come out in the audio when we listen to it. But, you know, he just he's clearly still loves mm-hmm. playing the Doctor, which is great. I mean, I, I can't help but because they've just released the Ninth Doctor Chronicles this month. <laughs> and I can't help but notice the massive difference between that and this in terms of, you know, how much David Tennant just is uh, such a great ambassador for Doctor Who. And that's nothing, I'm not having a swipe at Chris, you know, his decisions and his reasons are, are his own. And I, and I do respect that. I'm not having a go at him, but I'm just saying, David Tennant, you can't knock the guy. He's he's just a brilliant ambassador for Doctor Who, and he absolutely just throws mate, yeah. himself into it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, are you saying about the that you know you were surprised about the timing of this? I can't help but think of two other things as well. One, um, do you remember Billy accidentally blabbed it out <laughs> at a convention <laughs> recently? Uh, she was like, "Yeah, there's a yeah, I've done some audios with David for Big Finish, and yeah, it was at a convention about a month or two back." Oh, that's right. Yeah, and people were like, "What?" It's like, "What would it? What?" And, yeah. she, and then it was sort of hushed, covered over. Um, so bless you, Billy, for just blurting <laughs> that out and starting the whole rumours fueling. Yeah. And then, um, as is just becoming the norm these days, uh, this leaked really early, <laughs> and then it got it all wrapped. Yeah. yeah, they put it on the, the big finish. Accidentally popped it up on their website. <laughs> um, they were supposed to announce it at five o'clock, I think, um, on Monday. Was it? forget what day now Monday. yeah Monday, yeah. Monday. Yeah. and uh and of course they accidentally popped it up on the website uh, <laughs> in the morning and somebody screen grabbed it and before you knew it it was everywhere <clears throat> um and i was just like i saw this cover and i was thinking all day long i was thinking i really hope this is true because the cover looks like a proper cover and you know but you just don't know these days so finally at five o'clock even though we all kind of knew about it it was finally confirmed by Big Finish, so that was great. That was that was nice. But. Yeah, and you, you can imagine there's the the guy that's running the the updates or the website goes into Nick Riggs' office and I bought you a cup of tea and uh, wondered <laughs> if we could have a chat about that uh, that pay rise. He's like, get out busy he's like i'll sort you out don't worry <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you put the mug down that's accidentally pressed the button on the keyboard oh he fell over and <laughs> led on the, yeah, on the, oh no sorry about that nick sorry accidentally yeah. on purpose you know just i sometimes wonder if they do it on purpose actually all these leaks it seems we get leaks all the time but i don't know um how, just before we move off this how many stories is it is it three, three or four it's three, three isn't it? yeah. yes part uh, story one is called the infamy of the zaros Infamy, infamy, they've all got an infamy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> story two is uh, Sword of the Chevalier. Oh. Or Chevalier, whichever you want to saw it. They call it. And number three is Cold Vengeance. Mm. Yeah. So well, they sound pretty good, actually. Good. They do. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah. I, it won't surprise you to know I've pre ordered it immediately. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And talking to David Tennant. Uh, I saw an interview recently with him because he's starring in something on in London at the West End at the moment. I think it's Don Juan. That's it, yeah. And he was being interviewed. I think it was a BBC interview. And the interview was about 15 minutes. And for 10 minutes, they were talking about the show, the West End show, and his role and how he gets into 
preparing the theatre and all that stuff. And then the last five minutes, so the interviewer said, you know, they, you know, well, it's a great show, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, right, so Doctor Who. And you could you could see David Tennant immediately sit up in his chair. And he had this, his face just sort of lit up like a Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. And, and he said, so obviously with Peter going, you know, do you know who's going to replace him as the Doctor? And he's just like, no, of course not. He went, even if I did know. And he gave a little pause then. He went, even if I did know, I probably couldn't say anything, could I? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, okay, right. So have you got any advice on your doctor anyway? Started talking away. And uh, and then he said, some, he, he asked him another question about just who in general. And the way that, that there was a big contrast between how David was answering questions about the first part of the interview, about his show in, in the West End, versus... That just those final few minutes where he's quizzing him about Doctor Who, and you mm. can just see in his body language and in his face that he still absolutely loves Doctor Who and loves yeah. being a part of it. And like you said, he's such a great ambassador. He never shies away from any questions about it, or he's happy to talk about it. And I love that about David. That's that's why I was so pleased when you said his face lit up because I did wonder what you're going to say because I'm, um, you know, I have to tell you that that's not always the case when I've seen other actors who have played the Doctor and we're not going to name any names but, you know, normally <laughs> if Doctor Who comes up with some of them, they do get a bit like oh well I've done other things you know he's not I'm not just the Doctor I have done other work and you know yeah. so it's great that David's you know like you said his face did light up and he wasn't like oh doctor who again you know it's years since i left that show but go on you know it's great that he actually genuinely seems to enthuse about it still mm-hmm. well yeah. he's clever you see he's really clever because he he uses that you know because if he he knows that i'm not saying this is intentional and this is a big grand master plan from him but um he <laughs> he knows that you know if he if he keeps in with the the who fandom uh, you know, and, and embraces it and still carries on and doing stuff. All all of those fans, you know, they will follow him and be into all the other stuff that he does as well. So, yeah, you know, so he, he knows. He, he doesn't just sort of frown and roll his eyes when somebody brings up Doctor Who and he's like, oh, crikey, here we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to talk about Doctor Who like some other actors have done, not naming any names. Mm. So that sort of turns people off when you've got people listening or watching that are really big Who fans. And then they're like, oh, I don't, I'm not talking about Who. You know, and they're like, oh, okay, screw, yeah. screw you then. Or the phone goes down on yeah. an interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, Matt Smith was on Graham Norton recently, and I love Matt. And uh, I think he's pretty cool. He still talks about it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was – he seems slightly awkward when Graham mentioned Doctor Who um, on the show. I felt his body language, like you said about David's body language, changed for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Again, it, uh, Matt seems perfectly happy to talk about it, but – yeah, David just seems to sort of go the extra mile somehow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good guy. Yeah. He is a good guy. So big finish. Um the Tenth Doctor Adventures Volume Two in November. Get yeah. that pre ordered. Um further news. Um I'm not sure how you feel about this one. A lot of people both Strange. angry, sad, and confused. So mm. Michelle <laughs> Gomez is hanging up the what is she gonna hang up? Her umbrella and Hat of hat of fruit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So she's leaving. So at the end of series ten, she's uh, she's being thrown out into the into the wheelie bin out in the in the alleyway at the back of the BBC with Capaldi, <laughs> and um, and apparently this is her decision. So I'm very I'm 
I'm not sure which way to 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 read this one, mate, because her reasons are she. This is this is a, I'm quoting her now. She's saying everybody's leaving, so I'm going too. I mean, I wouldn't do it without Peter and Stephen. She says, "Now nah, it's done. Now it's over. It's the end of a chapter." Mm. So her her reasonings for it is because she because Peter's going basically, and because she's such a fan of of the Moth's writing and uh, and how well he's he's written for Capaldi, especially this series. She feels that you know, with them two going, there's not really a place for her. Yeah, and she doesn't want to continue without them. And I can kind of see that. I, I can see why why you'd want to do that. Um, but there's also a little part of me that thinks that she's just been good old-fashioned fired. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, she's had a bit of Alan Sugar action. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it just feels like Chibnall's like, well, I'm not, uh, I'm not including any Missy stuff from here on in. Mm. So there's, you know, there's, you know, unless I tell you otherwise, there's the door. It, it would have been interesting to see if he wrote her any different, or how he. You know how Missy would have been on, you know, under Chibnall's writing, wouldn't it? Because Moffat writes a very zany, doesn't he? he writes it, she's yeah. crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found it strange that it was announced because, like, you know, when a doctor, when the doctor leaves, yeah, I can understand that. But I, don't, I can't think of any other actor, you know, sort of like that's been in a in, in a supporting part or ever like like that being announced as leaving. Does that make sense? You know what I mean, I can't, you know, like when. Um, who who else can we compare it to? Like when, well, I suppose Billy, yes. I, I don't know. It just seemed odd that they made this big announcement that Michelle Gomez was leaving Doctor Who because she is sort of, she's only been in a few episodes. Yeah. You know. she's, um, she, well, she featured quite prominently in series eight, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get it. I, I just, you know. yeah, I find it just a bit strange. It does make me wonder if it's going to tie in with the whole John Sim thing. Um, and my personal feelings are that I've grown to quite like Missy. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I am glad she's not in it more than she is. Let's put it that way. Because I think she could be really overkill because of the fact that she is so in your face. So, I I mean, for example, what's it? Uh, Which is familiar and what's the other one? The Magician's Apprentice. Magician's Apprentice, yeah. yeah. So I quite liked her and I remember liking her in episode one, The Magician's Apprentice, but then finding her a bit too much. In the second one, so I I don't know. I I quite like Missy, but I'm not that bothered that she's leaving. If that right. makes sense, mm-hmm. I'll be quite happy to see another incarnation of the Master come in because I, yeah, I kind of think she does work reasonably well with Peter's Doctor. I mean, it was ghastly and <laughs> death in heaven when she was kissing him and all that. I mean, that was just awful. But um, but since then, I think the two of them worked fairly well together. So I kind of get it why well, she wants to move on. Yeah, fellow. Fellow Scots, Scotsman, yeah. and all that. Yeah, Stephen Moffat, he's a, he's a Scotsman, isn't he? Yeah. So they're all going. They're all off. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not. I'm not too. Do you, you like know. Missy? Can't, you're a bit like me. You're sort of. You can. She's all right, and she. But you're not a massive fan of it. Is that right? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you on that one. I can take it. Mm. You know, I can take her or leave her. Yeah. Uh, she's. Don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoy what what Michelle Gomez has done with that with that part. I think she was intentionally meant to disrupt you know the the whole gender thing and and mix it up and give us something very very different and mm. i think that's mission accomplished on the whole and uh yeah i i'm not sure really I, I for me it depends on what we see of her in this series so yeah you know the last few times that we're going to see her in series 10 
she might be amazing. And at the end of series 10, we're like, oh man, it's going to be a shame that she's not coming back. But mm. at the moment, it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of expected, I suppose. But not, mm. not too, I like yeah. I like the fact they built on the Doctor's sort of friendship with the Master. I think that's why I started to warm towards her more mm-hmm. in series nine, because that sort of reminded me of the Delgado and Doctor sort of relationship of the fact that he was always trying to kill him but also there was this friendship there mm-hmm. which made for a really odd balance and they sort of tapped into that more in series nine That's so right. i started to yeah. like her a bit more if you know what i mean because there seemed to be this genuine rivalry stroke friendship between the two of them and i thought okay yeah yeah i'm getting on board with missy as the master now i can see that so mm-hmm. if they sort of continue that um be interesting and like you said it might be sad to see her go but yeah so anyway michelle gomez she's hanging up a, a mary poppins probably <laughs> For now. <laughs> um, right, last bit of news. Um, the BBC are launching a new 360 mobile game, yeah. which, um, which, uh, as Gary explained to me before we kicked off, because I didn't know what it was all about, um, but it's basically like, it's, it's like one of these photos that when you move your phone around, the photo moves with it, isn't it? The 360. 360, um, yeah, which photo, are very yeah. cool, actually. So it'll be the TARDIS, I guess, and you'll move it around, and there'll be all these things, and... Um, yeah, so that's when's this coming out? Let's have a look. This is out now. Oh, it's out now. Yes, right. and if you head over to bbc.in slash dw360, as in the uh, sorry the numbers three six zero, you can you have to do it on your phone or a tablet or something mobile. You can't just do it on your unless you want to pick up your your big desktop computer and try Brilliant. and do it with that. Uh, essentially, you're you're piloting the TARDIS through the time vortex, and as you you know those sort of endless running games like Mario Run and um, what those older star ones that have been out for a while, sort of Tomb Runner and stuff like that. It's, mm. it's that sort of thing where it's an endless game. There's no start and finish, and it gets progressively more difficult as you go through. But you have to control it. There's no on-screen buttons or anything that you tap and move. You have to physically move your phone around in a 360 environment as you're moving the TARDIS through through space and stuff. So it's a very cool idea. It's... um it's another one of those little sort of technological advancements that the BBC are doing quite heavily. We've seen um, over the last few weeks, we've reported on things like the BBC micro bit and um, they, they also added that bot, didn't they to the Skype program? I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's just another little thing that they're, they're, they're really pushing sort of tech at the moment and, mm. you know, computing and coding and stuff. So, and it's, I haven't tried it yet because it only, the news only literally landed minutes before, we started we were going to record so when we're done i'll have a play and uh and report back but it does sound very cool it does look yeah it does sound like a nice little idea and it's free isn't it it's free because it's not on the i am checking store. yeah, yeah, well, yeah anything, so it's, it's just a, a little thing just a url that you go to and there's a big turquoisey button that says play you just tap that and and away you go literally mm, can't can't go wrong yeah that's gonna do for news yeah no merch dalek no. dalek Bracket, insert name here, bracket, is still outside, so we're going to keep it out there. And I don't know if you can hear, but the rain is really coming down. Now. It's thundering down. <laughs> so we'll be yeah. getting soaked, yeah. Yeah, stupid, stupid thing. <laughs> uh, right, review time, Adam. Mm. Don't waste too many breaths saying this, but uh, what we can do this week? Space, the final frontier. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> That's how well, it's started. Exciting story set in space. And in a very brutal place, on a mining station, where something terrible has gone wrong. They were killed by their own suits. Everything isn't as it seems on this, this spaceship. 
That means there's 36 corpses walking about this station. So it's a, an enormous uh, ticking clock. There are some pretty scary monsters. It takes a while to actually realise what these crazy monsters are. It's an economic strategy gone wrong. And Bill has some, some pretty serious stuff to go through. Mining station, chasm. Forge, crew of 40. Hello. Four survivors. One distress call. They were killed by their own suits. That means there's 36 corpses walking about this station. If we want to keep breathing, we have exactly one option. None of us have more than 3,000 breaths left. And stop wasting them. Oxygen mm. was written by Jamie Matheson or Matheson. Matheson. It's Matheson, isn't it? I think it's Matheson. Yeah, I.E. Yes. Uh, it was directed by Charles Palmer, overseen by the mothball <laughs> and um, <laughs> stars the, the, the usual bunch TARDIS team. However, we do have a, a relatively small um, support cast this week. Mm. Or this episode. And uh, so Oxygen is set out in one of these classic um, space stations that at first glance seems abandoned um, and not much going on, but they soon fall into a uh, a sort of mini confined claustrophobic space adventure where um, the, the, the space station is selling fresh air. Uh, is mining and selling oxygen, as the name would suggest. Um, but the, the 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 guys that are up on the space station are using up too much oxygen. They're using up their own profits, basically. And uh, the, the company figures out that all of this could be automated by just the suits themselves, which are very clever, um, and the humans are not needed. So it's up to the Doctor and Bill to, and Nardo in this one, actually, uh, mm-hmm. to, to figure out what's going on, as usual. Uh, and uh, and save the day, which ultimately do as usual. What do you reckon, oxygen? Oxygen, yes. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Yeah, another good episode. Um, <laughs> don't yeah. don't sound too happy. Don't no, sound I'm too just surprised. I'm just surprised. We seem to be on a roll. Um, no, I thought it, <laughs> I did think it was good. It, yeah, yeah. I think it's one that perhaps doesn't do too well like if you if you think too much into it a bit like some of the other stories if you know what i mean like some of the bits on the second watch i was thinking well would that actually if they did that wouldn't that you know but i don't know that I, I overall i thought it was another good episode this week and i, I thought it was a uh, good that we got a sort of dark shift in tone um i was looking forward to nardle coming on board for a, a proper episode so we get to see a bit more of him because i've kind of liked him mm-hmm. being in these tiny little scenes so i was quite looking forward to seeing the three of them together um, but I, for me, that was the most disappointing bit because I didn't think he did any, he didn't really add anything to the story, which I thought was a shame, but, uh, but yeah, overall, mate, I thought it was another good, good episode this week. Yes. I, I enjoyed it. Do, uh, what did you think? Uh, yes, I thought it was uh, a very good episode this week. Yeah. Uh, I think when Dr. Who does, uh, the atmospheric creepy, uh, Ridley Scott type of vibe when it does it well, it's very, very good. Yeah, and I thought it did it very well in this one. It was it was creepy. It was uh, suspenseful, um, and it was all. It also kind of took the series off in a new direction. I would say. So the last five minutes mm. of the episode, we got, uh, you know, the, the the doctor's in a pretty bad way, which he's not letting on. 
to Bill anyway, um, or Donado, one of the two. And and I feel that from next week, what's next week? Um, extremists. Extremists, extremists yeah. yeah. I Which think looks amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think from from extremists next week, I think the series is going to go very, very in a different direction because I think up to now, it's been very much a case of getting to know Bill and getting to know the new companion and the relationship with the doctor and so on. And it feels mm-hmm. like it, they've timed it relatively well. It feels like with this episode, they've, they've met that need now they've, they, they've done what they've wanted to do in terms of character building. So, you know, with it, some of the interactions between the doctor and Bill are fairly predictable. Now, you know how they're going to be with each other because they've, this is their what fourth adventure now. Mm. since the series began and now we start and i think now is the time where that the series is going to move into a more in, into some of that stuff that's been teased for us you know so i think we might see is it next is it this week coming with extremists that we see what's in the vault i believe it is yeah, yeah. i can't say for definite because yeah. um but i think we do yes. yeah and we've also got the situation with the doctor being blind still mm. which is quite interesting and then i think there's some chatter that extremists will cover some of the regeneration stuff for peter's mm-hmm. doctor as well looks like it yeah. yeah so i i think that up to now it's all been i wouldn't say it's been light and fluffy unicorns and rainbows and stuff but i think now that we're that the the, the safety net's been taken away so I think this was a really good lead up into where the series is going to go now. Cause we're about halfway through, I think next mm. episode, it's going to be halfway, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think, I, feel, yeah, sorry, go I just gonna say, yeah, it feels like we're getting deeper in, mm. doesn't it? That's what I like. I mean, it has, it, when you look at the progression of the episodes up to this one, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's really flowed quite nice. Actually. It's got, we've got to know Bill. It's, we've had a lot lighter moments, but it <clears throat> definitely feels like we're getting, deeper and deeper in Mm -hmm. to trouble now and it's it's built very nicely i think so far this series yeah Yeah. it's really really sort of flowed quite well for me yeah so far yeah um but talking about this episode um on its own uh yeah i just think it was a really cool uh sort of little space adventure and and i Mm -hmm. really like the i like the fact that we had somebody who was very close to it was one of those really cool moments where uh you have to sort of trust what the doctor's doing because there was a bit, wasn't there, where Bill was frozen on the spot and they couldn't move her because the suit had mm. glitched again. And he said, you know, you're gonna, we're going to have to leave you here. And you thought, is he actually going to leave her? Because when the other suits, the other sort of zombie <laughs> uh, people arrive, she's going to go. They're going to mm. kill her, basically. So, um, And then he did. They They left her and you thought, wow. And and you thought, well, it can't be the end of Bill, can't be, because she's in it for the rest of the she's in it, you know. So you thought, so how is he? How is he going to sort this out? So it was a really cool uh, sort of sort of roller coaster of you know fixing things, running away, being scared, trying to sort something out, more running away, and then when Bill finally got turned, it was like, how is he going to sort this out? Because she's like the others, and he can't fix mm. them, so. So, That's yeah, one of the things yeah. I absolutely loved about it because sometimes you can, when you're watching it, you get like some a scene like that and you think, okay, well, obviously he's going to do that, isn't he? But with this one, the, the the two, I mean, poor old Bill, she really went through the <laughs> ringer in this story, didn't she? she? Did. But yeah. there was two two moments where I was like, really like, 
well, how's he going to get, how's, how's that going to get resolved? Like, you know, and I like that cause it wasn't predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time, you know, when she's sort of almost blacking out and you sort of get quick clips of a bit of a gunfight and the doctor. And I mean, that was really well done. I thought yeah. cause Bill yeah. was sort of passing out once she, cause she hadn't got any air. And this idea of her suit malfunctioning as well, I thought was just such a simple, but brilliant idea yes. um, of putting her yeah. in danger. The fact that, cause what could you do? You know, you can't do anything if something's malfunctioning. You just, you know, the clock is ticking, the air's, you know, I just thought it was such a simple, great idea. Um, And the way she acted it as well, just saying, I'm not, that's not me moving my arms and all this sort of thing. I thought it was just really great piece of television in terms Mm -hmm. of the tension that was going on in that scene. Um, I I mean, I I still think this, I know somebody out there is going to have an answer, but I still don't (laughs) quite get why, why does Nardal need a spacesuit if he's a, if he's an android because i kept thinking when she's the doctor's giving her a suit in the space i was thinking well why can't nardal do it because he's an android isn't he or is he a, I don't, or a cyborg or what does he need a space suit i don't know i just kept thinking wouldn't nardal have given her his but I, i'm sure there's a reason there must be a reason mm, but there must be it yeah. did bug me a little bit i was thinking you know he's a robot isn't he i know his head's still human but his body's android so i don't know that's the only thing that could sort of bug me a little bit because it was such a great way of putting poor old bill in jeopardy and then it made as i said for really sort of exciting because i kept like you kept thinking how on earth is, is the doctor going to bring her back you know um yeah it's so yeah but i i'm sure there's a reason somebody will tell us in the comments i know and uh yeah well, it must be where well i don't think there's an obvious reason to it because mm. In terms of Nardole, the only thing that points us in the direction of him being some sort of robot or cyborg is his circumstance when we last saw him. So he was beheaded. Well, he was just a head, wasn't he? Yeah. Before. And he makes a comment in this about having a different face at one point, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is in the pilot, where he comes shuffling out when he shows Bill mm. into the, the doctor's office, you do hear that sort of C-3PO-esque yeah, movements of his the limbs and fell off his arm yeah. or whatever, didn't it? But that's not conclusive, though. Mm. That, that, that that isn't something you know. We can't all just use that and say, "Oh, he's definitely a robot or something," because this is Doctor Who. It could be yeah. any, any any reason why. But it, yeah, it. I hadn't picked up on it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, well, I just, I mean, you could say you could say that. Well, he probably still needs air because something's providing oxygen to his head, or I don't know. You, could, I'm sure there's ways you could get around it, but it just yeah. struck me as odd at the time but um but as i said that is a yeah it was the only thing that really bugged me about the episode i felt um i mean the scenes when yeah when they were in proper peril i thought were were really great creepy doctor who um reminded me very much of the sort of classic era mm-hmm. in terms of the nice slower pace of you know them walking around the station and, and getting to see these zombie creatures outside it looked great again this week didn't you think i mean i thought the visuals were really good again this week brilliant Especially really when cool. they were outside on the spaceship, there's one shot near the beginning where the guys are actually walking on, presumably a piece of set, and then the rest CGI. There was like the, a big light behind them. It was supposed to be a star or a planet. Yeah. And I just thought this yeah. looks amazing. It this does. looks absolutely fantastic for Doctor Who. Yeah, it's really, really well done. So yeah. again, I thought the visuals were were excellent this week. They, yeah. They've they've really nailed the, the the overall feeling and the the look and feel for this series and not mm. just in the, in how the episodes look, but if you look at all of the marketing material, like the covers that were released for parts one and two of the, the DVDs and Blu-rays. Oh yeah. Lovely. They really look nice. really yeah. cool. And you know, 
just everything that that they've done around series 10 just looks lovely it's just such you know you, you can tell that they've spent time to pull it out of a different direction from the other mm. you know other stuff and um somebody posted the i think it was the series nine part one and two blu-ray covers and the difference is night and day you know so those ones all it is is just a gray background <laughs> with the doctor and clara <laughs> and you know a bit of a shadow and stuff and, and that's it whereas these ones you can and it's and it's the same thing for the episodes as well. You can tell that all of the visual effects and the the the, the landscapes, even you know, and the sets and stuff, it just looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. It feels like because considering this is the boss last series, and you, you know the series has had a dip in ratings and stuff, you might sort of think that the production would just think, "Oh, let's get a series done out of the way and not have much heart to it." Um, it actually feels the opposite, doesn't it? It feels mm-hmm. like they're really. It's almost as if it's made them up the game a bit. They're thinking, right, we'll show you. We'll we'll show you what a good program we can make. Yeah. Um because yeah. it's 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 definitely upped its game, I think, this series. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there was a there was a point in this episode where I thought, is it gonna go a little bit like um what was it, under the lake or before yeah. the flood? Where I thought, yeah, is it just gonna be a bunch of zombies sort of chasing them around from corridor to corridor? Like we had in in those, I think I thought that. Yeah, yeah. But fortunately, it turned out to to work out pretty well because the although we did have a little bit of that, just um, you know, a bit of uh, being chased by the zombies, whatever you want to call them. Um, it wasn't overdone, you know. It wasn't just an episode of oh, here we go again. Mm. You know, they've been cornered into a room. The doctor's done something with his sonic, and now they've got a little opportunity to escape. So it's down another corridor. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. and we're going to do the same thing like three or four times so it, fortunately it wasn't like that there was quite a bit of um sort of investigation needed by the doctor and a bit of uh again a little bit of um quick thinking from bill as well a couple of times um and and, and i think that's really a, a a testament to to the writing because it's all too easy to fall into that trap isn't it of just running down corridors yeah, fast know. music. Yeah, yeah. yeah far, you know, get the sonic out to blow the electronics on the door, mm. escape through there or a hatch or something, down to another corridor. So I think it's good that they'd had a little element of that because that's that's sort of what makes Doctor Who cool. Yeah, you, know, you need a that, little bit in there. Yeah, yeah. A bit of familiarity. But um, overall, I thought the the, the the writing and the, you know, moving characters from A to B to progress the story was was pretty good, actually. I'm, I'm I'm quite a big fan of Matheson as a writer because I love Mummy on the Orient Express and I like Flatline. Not so much the girl who died, but I'm blaming the Moffat for that. Well, it um, was co he was co writer on that, so we can blame the yeah, Moffat on that one. We can blame the yeah. poor old Moff. But no, I, I like his like his style of writing. Um, you mentioned the Sonic though. What did you think of the Sonic getting oh, no. blitzed within the first uh, ten minutes? Got got destroyed. Do you think we'll see it again? Is he or is that the end of the Sonic? It's hard they to can't say. get rid of it that quickly, can they? Well, it's not too bad because he has got uh, a cup full of them on his desk, hasn't he? That's true. So yeah. he's not. There's no shortage of Sonics at the moment. But it is. I did think, and you can tell as well that he's devastated because he yeah he used to see this mangled <laughs> Sonic, and he sort of gives it this look of horror, like oh no, mm. um, and just puts. Mind you, yeah, he did put it back in his pocket, so chances are he'll fix it i suppose i'm sure we'll see it again but i liked it i like the fact he said you know no sonic no tardis can't see i'm going to be unbearable when i pull this off and i thought <laughs> you know that's true yeah you've taken everything away from the doctor and he's still gonna save the day you know um i thought that was nice but it was good it was good to sort of 
again, put the doctor in that amount of jeopardy and take away all the things that he relies on normally to, mm-hmm. to save the day. Yeah, it gave it another element of um, another edge to the story, I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what did you think to, um, before we get on to these, um, these space suits then, the smart suits, mm. um, what did you think to the, 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 the hidden or silent um, uh, the, the company, if you like, you know, the company that's put these people there. Um, but we never see or hear of them, do we? All we know is, no. you know, that they're, these are these guys are following orders. and But the company has sort of betrayed them in a way because, you know, like I said earlier, they, they, they're just the, the labor cost is, is too much, basically, when these spacesuits can carry out all of the work by themselves and we mm. don't we don't really click that that's the case do we because earlier on in the episode we see a, a spacesuit that's lifting crates and so on and when i think it's bill or the doctor try and take the space helmet off and it's empty so it's just an empty suit oh well, that was funny yeah when the yeah. doctor pops head off and bill's like why did couldn't you tell us and you know <laughs> the doctor's a bit smug yeah i like that yeah so we don't really click at that point as to why because why do they need people then? If it, yeah, because that's the point. If the suits can do it all, why do they even need people well, in them? Well, that's why these people have been turned into zombies because they don't, you know, if they're deceased, they don't need paying or anything else. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, the suits can just carry them out. But um, but I would say it's quite difficult for the suits to get rid of the person inside, which is why they're just carried around as lifeless. Yeah, whatever. But, um, it's quite interesting that we don't have a bad guy as such in this, do we? We have no mm. physical person to point the finger at. It's just this mentioned company um, mm. that's doing it. So we don't really have that much in Who. There's always a face to put the blame to, isn't there? There's always yeah. a, a villain or a monster. But in this case, it's just, uh, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, it's true. Because, mm. I mean, it's great at the end when the doctor says, you know, let's really show them. Like, let's go out of a bang and show mm-hmm. them that, we're, you know, what, what we're made of. And I thought, yeah, that's, you know, a great, great build up. But, yeah, I hadn't thought about the fact that we don't even know who it is that's really behind it. Yeah, because they're, they're mining for copper, aren't they? Or copper ore or something. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's no sort of big, big baddie in this that we get to see, is there? Yeah. No. Mm, I hadn't realised. So it sort of focuses all of the story on the characters, really. Yeah. Which is, which I'm so glad. I'm, I'm positive, you know. I'm positive that before the moth started putting down stories and getting his writers together for this series, that he sat down with Russell T. Davis. I'm, I'm so sure of it because the previous, like, from series six, pretty much up until last series, especially the stories that the moth is, you can tell, is deeply involved with. The character integration has been. Not great, is it? No, but true. The, you know, the moth's great at having a concept and mm. an idea, you know, and and getting that forward. But when it comes to character integration and dialogue and and that stuff, he's, I, you know, he, Russell T. Davis for me is you know miles ahead in his ability to do that. Yeah. So I'm sure that you know he had a he had a lunch or a dinner with Russell and he said, "Look, you've got to sort this out. It's got to be <laughs> about the characters again. It's all got to be a because." Or otherwise, it's just and it's just an empty story. And also, I think uh, yeah, because I think the moths let the reins loose a little bit, and all for the better. Because you know, like we were just saying about how he co-wrote a season's last story, and that was 
not great. Mm. Um, the, the girl who lived, no, the woman who died, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was not great. And I don't know with these, I, th- I just feel like maybe he's just, you know, because his last series, he just let the let the reins go a little and let the let the writers do what they do. And um, I just think it's maybe for the better because although I'm going to freely admit I don't know the name I could I was thinking this when I watched this for a second time yesterday I still don't know the names of any of the characters that's the only thing I would say but I did care about them enough right um yeah. you know which is good because like you said quite often you sort of get these characters in danger like the guys from under the flood um yeah I suppose to a point I did but I wasn't that bothered but you know but at least in this, I was thinking, yeah, you know, these guys, even the mouthy one, you know, there was one girl that was really gobby and really selfish. Her even her, I think. Abby, I think, yeah. Abby, yeah. even her. I mean, she wasn't a particularly likable character, but she wasn't awful either. Do you know what I mean, you kind of got that she just was like at the end of a tether and taken out on whoever was closest to her. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's still, still a reasonably decent character, I thought, even though, yeah, she was a bit selfish yeah um so yeah i definitely care more about the characters in this series which like you said was not always been there of late mm. no and it it just feels like yeah like somebody has said to him you know if you if you want to have you want to get the audience you know relating again to the to the, the show and you know you've got to make it about the people and the characters and about the doctor again and the relationships and stuff it's not all about some grand villainous arc that people mm. have to struggle with, you know, throughout the entire series. Just give us cool adventures again with with great characters. It did make me think, actually, because I was the other day. I was thinking, okay, so enjoying series ten so far, <laughs> very good, uh, definite step up. And I was thinking, is it because the stories are really good, or is it just because you know, like I like Bill, and is it because there's more in the in the stories that I like? So, like you said, I like the characters more this series and I particularly like Bill more this series. I'm loving Capaldi this series. So I'm thinking, is it the fact the stories are really good or is it the fact that the stories are better written? Cause I mean, I, I, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. I really enjoyed watching this. I don't think it, it's an amazing story in terms of storyline, but I still thought it was really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's as if we've had a bit of a change around, I think, because looking back at some of Matt's stories, I think there was some great, ideas in there but again it was just you know he didn't care too much about the people involved in those stories so i don't know maybe we've just got a bit of a switch around this series because yeah. i'm enjoying it yeah. and the stories are decent but are they you know we're giving them quite high ratings are the stories that good or is it just that the characters and, and the way the stories are written is better this year i think yeah i think i think it's a it's mainly to do with the characters and the performances mm. that are making these so enjoyable because i think like you said this one isn't an amazing story it's really basic in its in its concept. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. nothing um, sort of revolutionary going on. This is a you know an old formula for the Doctor and a companion to land on a, a space station or something, and it's deserted, seemingly, you know, and lots of corridors and stuff. This is nothing, you know. They're not inno- they're, yeah, they're not innovating here too much in terms of story, but I think it's the it's it's the characters, and I think because we've now finally got peter giving us the doctor that we you know that we really wanted mm. you know we've got a great companion now and it's not all about bloody clara's whatever yeah you know it just make it just it's making it worthwhile you know to to invest in watching it over and over again if that makes sense yeah no it totally does yeah. i mean I, like you said that just having this tardis team which i really look forward to seeing each week is a big 
plus mm-hmm. like i can't really say i look forward to seeing clara every week i really didn't you know um but just having this team i mean even nada whether you like him or hate him i mean we still get some good scenes like i thought the start was really nice where the <laughs> the doctor tricked him into believing about the fluid link you know nardle's so like smug and he's like i've got the fluid oh, link yeah. you ain't going anywhere the doctor's like who told you that well you did exactly you know and then they're off on invention i just thought oh it's lovely little scenes you know i like yeah. i love all that stuff mm-hmm. so i look i just look forward to seeing bill nardle and the doctor every week just to see what's what's going on um it is a bit of a game changer with the blindness though isn't it i mean yeah, that's that yeah. that took me by surprise i did get the feeling when he said oh we're in the tardis i was thinking i'm not sure uh, i kind of don't know about you but i was thinking is he is he still blind and then he was obviously sat in his desk with his sonic shades on and all that i'm thinking okay so i thought that was quite a good twist i don't know how long they're going to keep that up for i mean he's got the shades on for the next well the next few promotional images show him wearing them for the next couple of stories so i don't know how long he's going to be blind for or whether he'll just keep the glasses on when he can see or what i don't know hmm. but yeah, what did you think about him being blind yeah, in the I, end were you like did you gasp um yeah i was very surprised because like many other people i assume uh, mm. we thought we saw his eyes being fixed yeah by, by nardo didn't we yeah and his eyes went from that milky color back to normal and we thought oh he's he's all he's fixed back. Uh, and then he he did play it relatively well, you know, mm. you know, fooling people into he can see because he knows the TARDIS so well he can just you know glide around with his eyes shut or blind as as it would be, and still operate it and all that stuff. But yeah, it wasn't until uh, I, I didn't have to wait until he told Nardo he was still blind. You could tell when he was sat there with his shades on, you could tell he was like, you know, it's not right. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I love is that they, you know, the 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 next time trailer that we got last week for this episode. I love the fact that they left the effects off his eyes because I didn't notice that. Someone pointed out they were like, so last week when we got the trailer for this episode, they didn't show any of the, the blindness with the doctor. But Mm -hmm. so, so if you want to see the scenes that we saw this week without the effects on, you can go back and watch last week's trailer. I thought that's a nice way of keeping that, you know, that hidden. Cause if we'd have seen, we'd have seen last week's scenes of him, with the eyes we we would have sort of would have given a bit more away i think so that was that was a nice touch that they went to the effort of actually removing the effects okay last week so we yeah. so it didn't get revealed until this week i thought that was nice hmm. i think it's the scene where he turns around in the station isn't it and says something about i'm going to save your life or something and then you're going to wonder who i am for the next thousand years <laughs> i think it's that bit we saw last week but it didn't That's have the right. effect on yeah and this That's week right, yeah. Obviously it did. Yeah. yeah so that was very nice 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 little touch of the hmm. production to do that and that was a nice moment as well for the doctor to give yes. Bill his helmet during the depressurization. So that's that great. She'd be okay. But, and then when he does go blind, you're like, Oh no, how's this going to work then? Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's great. That that was the great story part of it because it, it like a lot of things in the series so far, it's, it's raised a big question. It's like, well, how's the doctor going to sort this all out then if he's blind? I know. You yeah. Know? And it does raise that question and you think, well, I don't want to put that question to the back of my head. I need... and why can't he regenerate his eyes? Like, you know, like, I mean, people have been saying online and that I agree with them. You know, he, he healed Rivers' wrist with his regeneration energy quick enough. And why can't he just, why can't he heal his eyes with some regeneration energy? Like, what's going on? Well, this, I think this links There's into more the, to it, yeah, isn't it. The larger question around his regeneration mm. in this series. Because he, there has been, when Bill questioned him, last episode he got very 
uh, I wouldn't say touchy about it, but he got quite withdrawn. He quickly moved on, didn't he? Yeah. He changed the subject. Mm. Yeah. He didn't want to talk about it. And so uh, there's definitely something up, isn't there, with his regeneration? I mean, there's lots of rumors, not that we buy into any of them, but there's lots circulating that he's one of one of the ones that I saw, which doesn't really hold water if his eyes were damaged, but someone said that he's in a regeneration process at the moment. So he's been harmed or he's been killed in some way, but he's sort of holding back his regeneration mm. and he's going through it at the moment, which is why he's a bit, not weird, but he's a bit um, not the usual doctor that we know of. And he's mm. shying away from talking about regeneration stuff. But I'd, yeah, I, th- but there's definitely something up, isn't there? Because there's he, definitely he, something, yeah. Because he would, his eyes would, he would, yeah, he'd re- he'd regen some of that, wouldn't he? I, I think so. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I just again, it's it's great because it's it's not clear, and it's um. I hope it, we get a good payoff for it. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of thinking. I think it'll be you know interesting if we get the Doctor blind for next series, but I don't think we want too many of him blind because only because it's Capaldi's last series, and we you know I want to see the Doctor back because he's been so fantastic up mm. to now. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see him vulnerable next week or whatever but don't want two or three episodes like it's been rumored because because then we'll be nearly at the final and i just you know i want i want as much capaldi greatness as possible if you like yeah. um yeah. i'll tell you what though it did lead into because i was saying nada was a bit disappointed for me in this episode in terms of i was looking forward to him being in it more because we knew he was going to go on an adventure this week so i was thinking okay let's get to see what Matt Lucas can do then, because we've all, you know, he got quite a lot of stick. Let's, let's give him a chance. This is his first proper episode. And I don't know about you, mate, but I found it um, a shame. He didn't really get to do anything apart from follow the doctor around moaning. He, he literally didn't add anything to the story and it probably not really his fault. He just didn't get anything written for him particularly to do. Did he? He just right. followed the doctor around going, you know, you shouldn't be here, sir. Well, I'm not. What are you doing, sir? Why are you doing water, sir? And I was thinking, oh, this is a shame. He did have a couple of good lines. Um, and what I'm leading to is I thought he was excellent in that last scene with Capaldi where he was having a real go at him. I thought, oh, OK, oh, okay. now we're now we're <laughs> getting to see now we're getting to see Lucas, uh, you know, giving a good performance here because he's got some some good dialogue. I mean, he was really he's like, look at me and all that. And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, this is good. Let's mm-hmm. let's see more of this. Um, but no, I just thought it was a shame he didn't get didn't get much to do in the episode, considering it was his first proper adventure, I suppose. Um, apart from what's that called? That the one with the superhero. I know he was in that, but you know. Oh, uh, Doctor Mysterio. Mysterio, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I was just hoping for a bit more from him this week, and that's that was the only thing that disappointed really. Uh, he came out with a few good lines and stuff, mm. but yeah. But the end scene was good. I liked the end bit with him and the Doctor. That was. You know, he's like, I can't look at you. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, you know, this is cool. <laughs> well, I think yeah. I think the way that Nardo has been, especially in Oxygen, it, I think it will link into the larger story. Oh yes, he's obviously Definitely. you know very, very upset that the Doctor chose to, you know, disappear off world again and and mm. all that stuff. When apparently there's something very important that needs guarding in the vault, and. uh yeah, I think up to now we've seen quite, I, w- I wouldn't say just typical comic relief from Lucas. He, he he was a little bit like that at the beginning of the series where he's like the odd one-liner and a bit of banter with a doctor and stuff. But I think the way he was in this one, I think they really tried to have, really tried to have Nardole 
accept some authority on the doctor and mm-hmm. really show his disdain, you know, and not not just go with it like a companion would do. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. so but I think, yeah, the way that it was executed though, he did seem a little bit um you know, just constantly on the doctor's back, you know, constantly on him moaning yeah. and having a bit of a Yeah, neck. it's just so, like on his shoulder when he me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was yeah. a bit like it's almost like it was writ- written for River Song, mm. in a way. <laughs> like her indoors is having a good old nag throughout mm. the entire story. You know, yeah. It felt a little bit like that, um, which I know it wasn't, of course. But uh, yeah, I just don't know. It just felt like they they really tried to have Nardo be the strong voice of reason almost and really let the Doctor know that he is very unhappy about yeah. everything that's going on. <laughs> but yeah, maybe they just chopped it down by a scene or two. Yeah, I mean, right. there's a nice scene when he, you know, when Bill wakes up and he he explains to her about the Doctor. I thought that that was quite a nice little scene between the Bill and Nardo because Nardo doesn't seem doesn't seem to care that much for Bill. Um, mm. He seems to have had his nose by out, by out a joint by <laughs> having Bill around. I think I think he sees her as a bit of a bad influence on you know it gives the Doctor an excuse to go off traveling and all that, doesn't yeah, it? But yeah. but there was a nice scene when he was saying to Bill about. You know, well, this, you know, the doctor's, what does he say? Really doesn't like to be helped. And, you know, he sustained quite a big injury. So just prepare yourself before you see him and all that. I thought, okay. So he has got a softer side to him um, in terms of that. But other times he doesn't, like when Bill was about to die and the doctor's like, give him my suit and all that. Mm. He doesn't seem to care, but he just stands <laughs> there going, you know, going, oh, no. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But. Yeah. Nardo's was an interesting one. I'm, I'm, it'd be curious to see where where we where we go from here because yeah. if the vault is revealed this saturday in extremis and we find out then i'm not sure what purpose nardo will serve because mm. he's obviously there to assist the doctor in just making sure that he stays on earth for whatever's in the vault so if yeah. the vault then is opened and whatever's in there comes out or whatever it will be interesting to see what what use nardo's going to be mm. after you that. mentioned you mentioned Riversong there because we got to see very quickly, didn't we? In the next time trailer, the Doctor's got her blimmin' diary. Now, oh. where's he? How's he got that? I don't know. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm jumping ahead to next week, but I was thinking she's not in that vault, is she? Please tell me River's not in that vault. Well, you, no. you say that somebody on Twitter was oh, no. uh, um, one of our uh, friends uh, from Epic Coup, uh, Tom Dix, was saying that he suspects that it could be River. In, in the vault, and um, and uh, I, I tweeted back straight away and said, if it's River in that vault, I, I'm just going to smash my face repeatedly against against the brick wall, <laughs> because how much of a letdown? How much? Oh, would, that would be the biggest. Yeah, I, I think that would just be so boring. There'd be riots on the streets. <laughs> I, no, I think, it can't yeah. be River. It can't be. I just was I was intrigued <laughs> to see the Doctor with her diary. That was all, and I think it was thrown in there to throw a curveball but no it can't be river it can't be be. it won't be it shan't be it will be it will (laughs) (laughs) no it won't it'll be like me opening one of them blimmy mystery boxes and going i really hope it's not river in here it's river i've already got 20 of them Ah!" oh mate yeah crikey actually in terms of the vault we didn't see anything really did we in this episode we didn't really see no, I thought it was this one we were finding out because in last, no, sorry, this month's Doctor Who magazine, 
Um, the Moffat, he's such a tease, isn't he? Moff. I mean, he was saying like we were going to find out mid-series, and so that's why I'm assuming it's next week then, because I don't know. I need to go back and read that interview. I'm sure he said we were finding out like this week, but I don't know. It must be next week then. Must be. Uh, which yeah. it's yeah, because I think that's why everyone was saying, well, Missy's in next week. He's got to be Missy, and hopefully there's more than one thing in there. And yeah, so I'm assuming next week. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, so before we get on to some of the supporting cast and so on, um, mm. did you like the the idea of the suits running the show ba- based on the the orders of whatever corporation they've been hired by to go and mine for whatever? Um, and did you like the fact that the Doctor was able to to sort of call the company's bluff and outwit the the suits and so on? I thought that was a really cool way to sort of save the people yeah i thought it was i i I did quite like it because it made it yeah it it was interesting i didn't sort of i didn't see it coming again a bit like what you were saying about all the other stuff it Mm -hmm. wasn't uh it wasn't predictable i didn't think so yes i did like it in that sense yeah um i mean they were very quick to react um there is one thing i don't get i'm sure you'll you'll be able to explain it to me but how did you know when the bit the doctor knows that Bill's still alive? You know when she comes in as a zombie mm-hmm. at the end, and Nardo's like, "Doctor, it's Bill," and he's like, "Of course, it's Bill," and all that. Um, so what did he do? Because I I've watched it twice now, and I still don't quite get it. She'd still got some oxygen left in the suit or something. I I just don't get what happened at the end. But yeah, so um, how did she survive then? Because was she just sort of knocked out because she'd sort of turned yeah she was she wasn't turned fully she was just knocked out because the so this is why I, I like some of the writing in this because it puts mm. the doctor back in the driving seat almost because yeah. he's yeah. he has these you have these moments where you think right he's on the ropes and he's not going to be able to sort this out whatever but he's so clever and then you realize that like 10 minutes later once he solved it so the doctor would realize that there wasn't enough power within bill's suit to, to you know fully you know kill her it was only gonna you know make her unconscious or whatever it wasn't gonna fully so it just knocked her out just and then he gave much, her a yeah. burst of oxygen to bring her back yeah, yeah. right 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 okay yes. that makes sense because yeah i watched it twice and i just wasn't too sure because i thought she'd sort of already turned to a zombie at that point i wasn't quite sure what's going on but i suppose yeah her eyes hadn't gone she just sort mm. of She's just knocked out, basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so it's really clever, you know. And then the doctor calls the bluff on the company, really, doesn't he? He he wires up the suits so that we you know when when everyone sort of gets killed by the suits, it's going to blow up the entire station. Mm. And he knows that that's like, you know, that's not profitable. They wouldn't them. do it. Yeah. yeah. So he's really. Cl- I just love that that the doctor's got that clever plan in his head. And you, you know, ten minutes prior, you think, how the, how is he going to sort this out? It's, you know, almost impossible. And then, mm-hmm. literally, towards the end of the episode, it's just all done. And he's, you know, he saved the day, and or he saved who he can. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really like that. It feels very classic Who to me when it, when that happens. It feels. It, it did feel classic Who, yeah, because it wasn't a sort of big build up of lots of fighting, running around, shouting, lasers, not like you know, it wasn't action. It was just the doctor resolving yes. the situation. Yeah. So I thought it felt very sort of classic who that mm. in terms of it was a nice, I wouldn't say it was a, you know, I, I thought it was a good conclusion. Uh, I was, it was a satisfying conclusion, but it wasn't action packed. Yes. Yep. You know, so, but yeah, again, that to me just felt more like classic who. So mm. I, I quite liked it. Yeah. So mm. some of the um, guys on the space station then, 
So we don't mm. see them immediately. The, the, they're running from a couple of zombies that they've already run into. Yeah. Uh, but then they fear them over the intercom, don't they? And there's obviously survivors somewhere. It's like a little band of, of survivors, isn't it? Mm. And they're sort of on borrowed time because it feels like at some point or another, their suits are going to malfunction as well or seemingly malfunction. Um, so you, you are, it was quite suspenseful for me because I thought, you know, when are these guys going to go? When is their, yeah. when, when are their suits going to glitch and, and kill them and so on? But there was quite, there was a couple of good characters that I really liked. So the blue guy. Oh uh, yeah. His name was Dar Ren. I forgot about him. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, he yeah, was quite cool. Scene. Yeah, so yeah. The, the interaction with him and Bill quite early mm. on, um, I thought was really cool. And I think, what was it, when when Bill first sees him? Because I think she's what, she hasn't seen many uh, in uh, many aliens yet, has she, on her travels with the Doctor? She's seen Daleks and she's seen, what else has she seen? Puddles. <laughs> no, what she sent. Um, puddles. Actually, yeah, because that, that thing that was underwater, she, yeah, could have been like a big fish. Wasn't really alien, alien. Um, no. Nardle says something about, oh, some of my best friends are bluish or something, doesn't he? That's right, yeah. Comes in for a little quip. Yeah. Um, well, I, I thought the guy that played him, though, Peter Caulfield, I thought he did really well. He had this almost like oversensitive Sort of, you know, because he says something yeah. like, "Oh, you've you've brought on board a racist or something." Because that's right. And Bill's like, uh, "Bill's like, what?" Yeah, yeah. And she's confused because she's like, "Well, obviously, you know, I'm as a person of color, you know, you know, I I know what you what you're saying, and but he doesn't really get it. He's just." Um, Did he remind you of the the guy in um, End of the World? He was blue, wasn't he? I was, do you know what, mate? You read my mind then. I was just going to say, yeah. and the, the the color blue that they use as well seems to be exactly the same. Vibrant, yeah, really vibrant. Yeah, yeah. but I thought he was quite a cool little character, and it was you know shame that he met his demise. But uh, I I'd, actually I did really like him in it, and I'd believe it or not, I'd forgotten all about him until you mentioned him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he was cool. Yeah, what happens to him? He, he get he gets turned, but there's a bit at the end, isn't there, where oh, yeah. the the suits of the people that they've they've killed hand over their oxygen supplies to the survivors so that's right um so they were going to be okay but i think he was one of the ones that properly bit the dust wasn't he i think so yeah yeah, yeah. it's a shame but he was quite cool yeah he was good darren darren yeah d-a-h dash r-e-n so it's like darren but you know mm. a cool little twist on it um uh, the other people i thought were okay so the the guy that was running the show that was seemingly in charge i think his name was either Ivan or Tasker, one of the two. I can't. Put a no, name I didn't to the get face. the names. I must admit, even on the second watch, I did, they just didn't register. Um, perhaps they weren't said a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, but they were okay. But one, the other character that I did like was who you mentioned earlier, um, Abby, who was really stroppy and feisty. Yeah, feisty, and just didn't really buy into the Doctor's plan at all. And but she does apologise at the end. I think she does say, "Yeah, sorry for doubting you." But I thought she was cool because I. Sometimes it's all too easy just to have everybody like, oh yeah, this is fantastic. Let's go with the plan. So I think it was good that she um, that she sort of went against the tide, if you like. Yeah, and also you know. sometimes you can have someone who's a bit mouthy like that, but they're instantly dislikable. Like, um, I mean, she was quite selfish at the start. So, but I don't know. There was sort of a bit more to her. I thought, yeah. as you know, uh, she wasn't just. I suppose she was just proper, like as I said, end of her tether. So she's just letting it out. You know, mm. I think you sort of kind of felt like she didn't mean it. So like you said, at the end, she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, thanks for saving us. So she is a good person. Mm. Um, just obviously a bit stressed as you would be. Um, stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the guys at the start, actually. The, the You know, the very first scene 
we've got a um i don't know what the character's name is but she's saying you know i want to you know when you can hear me i'm going to tell you i want to have have a baby with you and oh, all that yeah, and, yeah. and that's quite a creepy intro isn't it when you see her helmet just floating off and she's clearly been mm. killed yeah. um you know and uh, you know even though we only got to see her for that very short intro you know uh, you immediately sort of quite like those two i think you think because you get that they're a couple and <laughs> planning things and yeah, yeah. so it, it was, was creepy good. actually yeah mm. well there was a few creepy bits i thought in this one uh, I mean, the scenes of the, the zombie guys on the outs- walking on the outside of the spaceship in the middle of the story was visually very cool, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, when you see all of them out on, outside. Yeah, they're yeah. all outside. Yeah, I thought that was really good. That was very cool, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, spoken about um, Nardo. Um, yeah. A little bit more about Bill then. So Bill was, uh, again, very, very good in this. I thought her before, she just seems to be getting better and better as the series goes on, Bill. She's brilliant. I like, like her a lot. Yeah. She, she definitely has a realness about her. So it wasn't like, you know, in previous, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, the other companions, but with people like Rose and Martha, uh, and actually I'd probably say the, the main culprit would be Clara, that when they get thrown into these situations where there's obviously danger around and there's stuff going on, they seem to be scared or, you know, or, or apprehensive about stuff for about five minutes in the episode. And then after that, it's like they've been doing it for years. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. Whereas yeah, with, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Bill, she was genuinely quite frightened throughout the bulk of the episode. Mm. As I say, she really went through the ringer in this one, didn't she? Poor Bill. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you're right, because it's like when she sees that when they first get there and there's, there's the guy who's in the suit. And the suit's holding him up. Mm. She's like, why is he standing up? And the doctor's like, no, it's the suit. And she's really freaked out by it. And she, she's like, well, can you lay him down? Because it's just like, it's just not respectful. It's wrong. Mm. You know, and I mean, it, again, it's, yeah, it's just showing a very human side to Bill that perhaps we might react like that. You know, we'd say, oh, well, this is horrible. Whereas some of the other companions are sometimes don't even bat an eyelid. <laughs> you know, exactly. they're like, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, she is getting better. I mean, she's, she's superb, actually. She's. She's hit the ball running and she's just gone with it. Um, I mean, when she's when we first thought she was being killed off, you know, when the, she's run out of oxygen, I mean, you sort of see her turn blue and her head turn to the side. I was probably like, no. So I was, I was like, <laughs> they can't kill her. They're not killing her off this early on. And the, the only reason that for a second I thought they might is because I remember when they were shooting these, they was, there was a few episodes where Bill wasn't seen on set. Um, and I was thinking, nah, they wouldn't kill her off mid-series, would they? I mean, only for a second, because of course they wouldn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was still like, yeah, it was still, I still was like, no, I don't want Bill to die. <laughs> yeah. You know, I care about her. I think she's a, a great companion. Yeah. yeah. I agree. She was really good in this. Yeah. Really enjoyable to watch again. Yeah. And Capaldi? Superb. He Again, you know, I think he gets better every week, actually. He's, he was amazing in this episode he reminds me so much of bakers well he's, he's a combination of all the doctors but he's i think you said it a few minutes ago he's back running the show he's back in control like mm-hmm. even when even when he's got no sonic and he's blind and the tardis is gone capaldi's still got it all going on in his head you know yeah, he knows yeah. he's running the show like he, he knows he's gonna save it um and he he's he's just brilliant i think he really i'm so glad he's getting to be this doctor in this series because i really didn't think we were going to get to see capaldi's potential i honestly didn't when we were leading up to series 10 i thought i thought the moth had blown it 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I, I just thought, you know, we kept saying, oh, let's hope we get to see Capaldi's potential this series. I really didn't think we would, but we are. And um, yeah, he's great. Absolutely brilliant in it. No, I completely agree, mate. I think he's uh, he's really he's really. Fa- I think the Moth and Capaldi have have settled on on how this Doctor should be, mm. because I think uh, not really at a fault of Peter's in the last couple of series, but because he was written inconsistently. You know, he's he's only got the script to go on. He can't just throw that out the window. No. <laughs> you know, and do what he wants. I mean, he, I suppose he's got a bit of freedom there and, you know, to change things as he, if he feels really strongly. But I would say that, you know, like all the actors and everything, it's all led by the script. So he can only do what he's been written, you know, for him, what's been mm-hmm. written for him. So, but I think in this one, I think the Moff has realized that as well. So the Moff has made sure that, the the writing for the doctor has been consistent in this one and that then allows peter just to really go forward and really give us the doctor that we really wanted consistently because mm-hmm. we had lots of different moments of that doctor didn't we over the last couple of years yeah we've had yeah, those little especially mo- series nine yeah we had those yeah. moments where we thought yeah this is great this is brilliant and then an episode later would be like oh he's gone you know we, he's changed a little bit and now he's a bit more goofy or he's he was coming out of a lot of quips and stuff which didn't suit him, I think. Mm. Whereas in this one, he's still quippy, but he's still quite dark. And I think that's yeah. what I like about his Doctor. Like when he's popping the the helmet off the robot and Bill thinks, you know, she's like, couldn't you have told us it was a robot? And he quite, he sort of gives a little grin. He quite, he's, <laughs> there's a dark side to about his Doctor, which I love. Mm. Um, I think he really suits this um, lecturer side as well. Like, uh, you know, this whole thing of him being sort of, in brackets, stuck on earth being this lecture, I think is, is working really well. I didn't know if it would, but mm. I think it's, it's great. You know, we start off with him doing the lecture with the chalkboard and it turns out to be a skull. If you look carefully and all that, and yeah. it's really suits his doctor. Um, it's again, it's a bit pert with that. So he's, that's what I mean when I say he's encompassing all the doctors, that's a little bit pert in being <laughs> stuck on earth and all that. So yeah, long may it continue. I am. Yeah. I'm wondering where we're going with the whole blindness thing. I hope, um, I hope it doesn't hinder him too much in the next couple of episodes because, as I said, he's on a roll at the minute and I'm loving him being in control of situations even when they're spiralling out of control, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's knocking it out of the park, is, is Capaldi. He yeah. is, yeah. Very good. Anything you want to mention, buddy, before we get on to our score? Just Murray's music, which I thought was uh, particularly um, uh, suited. I thought it was good this week because, you know, there was some real almost like scratching the chalkboard music in this. Do you know what I mean? Like when we were seeing the zombies, it was like this real sort of almost psycho music going on from Murray this week. And I thought that was really good, really creepy. So yeah, he he again is doing a good job this series, I think. Indeedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's go on to scores, buddy. All right. Who's going to go first? I think it's you. I think it's me this week. I'll go with an 8 out of 10. Uh, same. Ah, same. We're very consistent so far this series, aren't we? Yeah. Mm, yeah, 8 out of 10. It was good. It was very good. Nothing else to say on it, really. No, no. Just yeah. a good, enjoyable episode. Indeedy. Let's see what our listeners thought. Our beautiful listeners. Uh, let's kick off with an audio review. This is Joe Sweeney. Hello again, Adam. Hope you guys are well. Oxygen. Well, um, 
At first, I didn't know what to make of it because I got a bit lost within the story. But as I watched it for a second time, I really enjoyed it. I understand the story fully behind it. I understand that the Doctor's fighting against space and space suits as kin of organic components. Um, the story was dark. It had some bit of scary moments. Um, the space suits were, were quite creepy in some way. Um, the Peter Capaldi was great yet again. Um, the Doctor being blind, I thought that was new. It was interesting. And I liked the Doctor and Bill together. I thought their relationship was stronger. And um, I liked how they were helping and looking out for each other in dangerous and vulnerable situations. And Nardo was a mixed bag. Because um, one minute, I, I liked him from the start where he, he had a purpose. He's trying to get, get the Doctor to remain on Earth to guard the fault. And then, and then, and then him trying to get, get the doctor back into the TARDIS. But then, as the episode went on, I thought I found him a bit annoying because he was saying jokey dialogues and he's being shoved in the background. But I did like the speech he delivered to the doctor at the end. I thought that was brilliant, and and, and Bill was again fantastic, and she was more relatable. So overall, a very good episode. So I'll give a score of um, a seven and a half out of ten. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yes, I agree about the speech at the end from Nardal. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Over on Twitter, Mr. Dalek Emperor says Oxygen was one of the best episodes for scares, and the Doctor still being blind is one of the best cliffhangers in ages. Mm. Uh, I think that also with the Doctor not wanting to explain regeneration last week, that we will all be building up to his regeneration that Capaldi said would not be straightforward. Yes, yes. Yes, up, he said overall this episode is up there with Blink. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Ian on Twitter, E-I-R-N 72, says, <laughs> good episode, but a couple of plot holes. E.g. Oh, yeah. the suits terminated occupants because they were breathing oxygen that they'd already bought. Mm, oh, yes, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, over on Facebook. Uh, Adam Pink says, stellar episode, uh, showing the dangers of space and the dangers of mankind itself. Had a classic feel to it in terms of plot and the themes. Um, uh, the best, uh, it said that the oxygen-deprived zombies were grotesquely brilliant. Uh, the ending was so cool, uh, however, slightly too hammed up uh, by some dodgy cut to black editing. Uh, overall, dark and proper story, 8.5. It was strange. I found that strange on the first watch when it cut to black, but I, I got it. But yeah, yeah, it was a bit odd. Mm. Mm. Uh, another audio review. Uh, this is Owen Daly. Hello again, Adam. Hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week. What an episode. All I'm going to say, what an episode. That was phenomenal. I loved it to pieces. Bill, she's once more superb. And seeing her scared of space, it just makes the viewer scared of space then. And she's the She's just a fantastic companion. She is what the show needed. The show feels fresh once more. We're seeing everything through her eyes. We're afraid when she's afraid. And there's the real strong connection between her and the audience. Peter Capaldi, another phenomenal performance. Even as he's blind, he he's fantastic. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what to do with that. I'm still blind. Uh, plot, or, sto- plot point. Um, as it's great that this series is a consistent storytelling. The stories lead into the next. And it really makes the viewer want to keep watching. And I think the... The Doctor being blind, never been done before, never thought it 
I never would have thought about it being done and I think it's just fantastic and I can't wait to see where it takes us next week. The guest cast in this episode were all great, especially Dahren, the blue guy. I really liked him. Uh, the love story was nice, a bit tacked on, but I did like it between the the, 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 the person at the start and the guy with the beard. Don't know their names, but I, I like that a little bit. And I also loved how Oxygen was... Um, shows capitalism saying that you have to pay for oxygen and I think it was just a great little jab uh, it wasn't as over the top as Robert Holmes in the Sunmakers with taxes but it was still a little jab about having to pay for everything so overall I just love this episode so much I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 which I think is the highest rating I've given series 10 uh, and I loved it so thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show 9 out of 10, nine out of ten yes I think it's your highest Owen mm. yeah, very cool right over on Facebook uh, Jeff Waddle says as good as new who gets. Oh, wow. Uh, Capaldi's equal best episode with heaven sent. Uh, he says it's a bit arc in space, a bit silence in the library. Uh, Capaldi outstanding as usual. Mackie knocked it out of the park. Uh, I just hope the blind thing isn't a convenience for what's coming yeah. up next episode. Maybe the regeneration starts here. Mm. Yeah, he gives it a 10 out of 10. Wow. High scores from Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Gina Di Gregorio. Di, Di Gregorio. Uh, so good seriously series 10 continues to impress my heart was racing and I had a lump in my throat the entire episode that is some good doctor who right there mm. <laughs> uh, martin arnold says suits you sir very, ah, very love good. it good uh, best episode of the series yep uh, bill was written superbly and her fear was as visceral as any companion's experience has been uh, except perhaps perry being strangled by old Sixy. <laughs> uh, it says blinding stuff. Um, uh, look forward to next week as well. Uh, Jake Bertwistle says this episode was the episode I was looking forward to the most and it didn't let down. While it wasn't as good as Flatline or Mummy, it was still scary, tense, and the scenes where Bill nearly died scared me. I'm not sure how I feel about the Doctor being blind, though. Uh, can't wait for Extremis. Eight out of ten. Cheers, Jake. Uh, Lewis Palmer. I love this one. Looked amazing, particularly exterior CG shots of the space station. Mm. Uh, the monsters were unsettling, and I hope kids will be absolutely terrified by them. <laughs> uh, this is what space should feel like. Incredibly lonely and scary place to be. And this episode played on that fear perfectly. Bill's reaction made it more interesting and unsettling. She gets uh, put through the ringer, as you said, Adam, uh, in this. Yeah. And it shows um, uh, the fact that the Doctor is blind is a game changer. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Overall, 8.5. Cheers, Lewis. Yep. Indeed. Our last audio clip uh, is Jay Kent. Hey, Gary and Adam. Hope you're doing all good. Now, I don't know how I feel about Oxygen. The episode, I mean, not the element. I'm kind of a big fan of the latter. I think it's certainly an all right concept, the episode this is, but I felt a bit let down. The ending just left a lot unanswered. I liked how the Doctor made the characters' lives valuable to the suits, but what happened after that? Have the suit zombies just been left and they got back to the TARDIS somehow. Don't get me wrong, I think the overall concept was cool and believable. Nardole continues to get on my good side and there were some terrific moments like when Bill dies, but aside from that it just seemed this episode didn't do a lot of what it could have. Something to make it seem more epic was needed, like a chase on the outside of the station or something. And as for the cliffhanger, it's definitely left me speechless. I like how the Doctor's choices had consequences and the effects on his eyes were done brilliantly throughout the episode, but it just seems like such an odd thing. Oh well, I give Oxygen a 6 out of 10. Hope you're having a good one, guys, and unlike the Doctor, I'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Cheers, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Uh, right, back on Facebook, uh, George Coppen. Uh, the series going from strength to strength. 
and this was no exception. Love the plot, and the villains are as creepy as anything. Uh, but with an ending like that, I can't wait to see what happens next. 7.5. Mm. Uh, Leslie Shergold says, utterly, utterly brilliant. Jamie, that sounds like Timmy Mallet. Utterly, utterly brilliant. Uh, Jamie <laughs> for the next head writer's job after Chibbers. Uh, mm. I've been really pleased with the five episodes so far. And I've been left wondering why on earth a sustained run like this couldn't have happened in eight or nine. Yes, we know, Leslie. Mm. Uh, as much as I love the Moff's work, he should have been asked to give up. Uh, who or Sherlock, it seems clear that the quality has been spread far too thin. Yeah, yeah. so well. Mm. Joseph Howarth, I seriously love this episode, full of adrenaline Watch, uh, watching this and really thought Bill had died. Uh, by far the best the series has given us so far. Uh, looking forward to seeing um, next episode. Uh, brilliant episode from a great, from a great classic series writer. Nine mm. out of ten. Nine out of ten, no high school. Uh, Sammy Satine from Dan Under says Jamie and Thiessen may have just may have just written a story worthy of Big Finish, uh-huh. but I have my doubts. I want to hug twelve right now. Oh. Eight out of ten. Uh, Danny Brown's Sublime Space Station epic with all the regulars on top form. Nardo doing great along with Bill and the Doctor again was on form. Direction was on point and the whole feels and the whole story looked brilliant. Eight out of ten. Yeah. And lastly, Stan Gallagher said, I love the effect and the atmosphere. Found the story strange. Uh, Stella, six out of ten. Have to say, Peter, uh, Peter, Peter, Bill, and Matt are a great team. They are. They are. Love the TARDIS team. Yes. Uh, anything over on the Geeks handbag, mate? We did, but um, yes, mostly positive on Geeks. Um, thanks for your comments. As, we, as we've already read out a lot, I'll just whiz through sort of the general gist, which was uh, Kevin McCullen said it was utterly brilliant, gave it 10 out of 10. Malcolm Patterson is not so impressed. Uh, he thinks uh, Capaldi's doctor is being thoroughly wasted. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not too too happy. Dean Jones loved it. He gave it 8 out of 10. Uh, Martin Arnold said it was blinding. Brilliant. Cheers, <laughs> Martin. No, cheers, Martin. I'm um, So, yeah, mostly people liked it. Charlie Turner wasn't so impressed. He said bad but not horrible so he gave it a five out of ten so he wasn't too too impressed um but over on the twitter uh, i did my usual poll uh, asking what people would rate it four percent said poor eight percent said average 23 percent said good and a massive 65 percent said excellent ah. so it's overall very good i think overall Another positive one yes. uh, we are really on a roll aren't we at the minute what, five in episodes of... in and there's oh, right. not one that i would say there's been no forest of the night yet let's put it that way <laughs> i mean i could happily go back and watch any of them so far uh, yes i mean um I, I there's think... no skipping no skipping on the dvd box set for me at the moment absolutely not i'm still going to wait for the complete one instead of getting them in two parts oh yeah um <laughs> but it, this is a, a pre-order like a must i mean I, I think i left it so long before buying series nine yeah. In fact, I think it was out maybe two or three months before I bought it. I didn't even pre-order it. Um, but I think this one is definitely a, a pre-order for sure. Oh, it is. It is, yeah. especially as I, I haven't got um, Pilot recorded because uh, my box didn't record it oh, and it no. really bugs me. So <laughs> I've got them all recorded if I want to go back and watch them apart from Pilot, which I absolutely love. So, yeah, yeah I can't wait to get it, actually. Yeah, unless, of course, the second half of this series is absolutely dreadful in which case the part one blu-ray might be good <laughs> yeah true yeah yeah you've always got that option <laughs> yeah uh, but no thank you very much for sending in all your uh stuff to us that's really really cool uh next week don't need to tell you what we're going to do we'll be re- reviewing extremists yeah so excited about that it looks brilliant i hope it's as good as it looks yeah i i honestly think that's 
it's going to be the turning point of the series, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, it's got Missy in it, isn't it? So we'll see. But yeah, yeah. man, it looked good. Yes. I think we're going to do there for 141. Is one, it 141 four, or 142? I think we're going to do there for 143. <laughs> going oh just singing away to myself (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you thank you for sticking with us and listening through episode 142 we've had some great news and some not so great news depending on your point of view Mm -hmm. missy going good thing bad thing i don't know um stay tuned for next week i think we might progress this idea a little bit further we might put something out there for you to name our dalek yeah our merch dalek he Oh, I keep saying he. It, it needs a proper name. Because Dalek is just its species, I suppose. It's kind. It's not it's not individual yet, not unique. It's a mutant blob. It's poly polycarbonate. Very good. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds good though. I'm just looking at our scores, mate. We've agreed on every ep- ep- scores have been the same for every episode this so far. So far, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, so it's I think there was one that was different, but I think overall... Oh, oh no. is it? Yeah. Um, or did we change our mind and go, actually, no, I agree with something like that. Yeah, it's been nothing drastic yet. Mm. No, nothing drastic yet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Head over to our website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of the previous episodes on there. And it's got links to all of our social stuff. So head over to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like and a follow because we're always active on all that stuff throughout the week in between our episodes. Uh, Thank you so much for sending in your reviews and stuff like that. Um, If you want to get involved, just jump onto our Facebook community. That's where all the reviews are. Instead of listening to us read them all out laboriously, uh, just jump over and give us your review on there as well. Uh, Head over to the website on Adam's channel. Uh, You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Just search for The Geek's Handbag. Yes, City of Death video's out now. Go watch it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the outtakes are very funny as well. Yes, go see the outtakes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little behind the scenes. Indeedy. Uh, and also, you can find our show on iTunes. So just do a search on that. And if you're an iTunes listener, a rating and a review would be awesome. Because it helps us out loads. Mm-hmm. Indeedy. Right. Until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Uh... uh...